Welcome to Alphabet Fly Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have around as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is Rob. Hello. Uh, I didn't know how to introduce uh, this person in my normal way that I do. Uh, but yeah, today we're going to be talking about TechNet. You might, you might say I'm a real joy boy. I'm more of a body bag, but... But uh, but we have uh, we have a team here, and uh, we'll we'll get to it. Yes. Yeah, so basically, uh, since this is a team, it doesn't start with any of the bi biographical stuff. Um, first, but uh, yeah, let's get in. Um, well, actually, wait. What what do you uh uh off the top like what what is your uh general um general knowledge in like one sentence of technology they are a bunch of weird alien body bounty hunters with uh somewhat complex origins both in universe and out of universe yes very much so it's uh there's a lot going on with them uh we have uh they are we'll just get this done first but yeah, so they are. Well, it's saying they're from Captain Britain, but then they're showing. They kind of also uh, first appeared in Doctor Who Monthly. Yes, so they are uh, British, uh, UK. I mean, UK comics, uh, Marvel comics, and yeah, it's weird. Um, I don't think they can mention the Doctor Who stuff in this one, so. There, it's gonna kind of cut that part out. But uh, UK, uh, UK Marvel had a lot of stuff going on for it. Um, that didn't really happen too much over in America. Uh, well, it did, but in a different way. Um, but it, what says on here? At least, uh, it says Captain Britain Special Edition Issue Number One. Um, but I'm getting some conflicting stuff when I look up more stuff about it online. Um, I mean, the online, it's thing is there sorry. was a the future incarnation of this team appeared first, called the Special Executive, and they first appeared in that Doctor Who book. But I believe the TechNet proper first appeared in Captain Britain. Neither of which are mentioned in this profile because it lists their first American appearance. Yes, which is why which is why I am trying to get uh the thing. Yeah. So it's uh so they first appeared uh like ever in uh, this is what it's saying and it sounds right. Um Captain uh Captain Britain issue number 3 in March 8 1985, Flotsam and Jetsam. Um you have I think a decent cover i mean a lot I of mean, these uk comics have very nice covers oh they do they do um yeah so you have captain britain uh 
and a more modern incarnation. Uh, last several times we talked about Captain Britain, it was in his uh, very, really ugly ride costume, yeah. Um, but he's in the more modern, like the Union Jack one, uh, full cal. Uh, and he's fighting Slaymaster. That is, that is Slaymaster, Slay- um, perhaps most notable as the guy who, uh, who cost uh, Betsy Braddock her original eyeballs. Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, which brought her over to uh, mainstream X-Men comics for decades now. Um, but yeah, I don't, I never liked the way Slaymaster's costume looked. It's a little gaudy. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you basically just have a very, uh, you know, just straight up fight. Uh, looks like Cap- Captain Britain dodged uh, a downward throat jab. Yeah, and uh, of note, the TechNet is nowhere to be seen on this cover. Uh, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, it just has a red background. I feel like this would be a better cover if I had a little bit more of a background. Although, mm, I don't know. Uh, I don't... I Yeah, so also apparently revealed the source of the Captain's power is in this issue. Uh, which, surprise, it's being in Britain and having the costume on. Uh, is he... He's Wait, does he have the... Powers outside of the costume now. I think I not I I well he's not Captain Britain anymore. No, he's not. And no, I haven't really I been have, keeping up with that. I'm gonna be real honest with you. I n- never really messed with it in the first place because I'm just like, yeah, this is. I like the team up, but also I don't know. This is expecting me to remember a lot of Excalibur stuff, which I never read. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, apparently this was 50p. 50. P, 50 p. 50 pence. 50 pence. I don't know what that translates into into real money. Oh, well, it looks like it translates around to 175 or something. Okay. Uh in American uh dollars. Anyways, but, uh, we should start start talking about these weirdos cuz they're they're very weird and there are a lot of them. Yeah, there is. Uh luckily there's it just all goes over it. Uh so, yeah, so the Technet is a team of bounty hunters from various interdimensional worlds. For a price, they will hunt down and capture fugitives, fugitive sentient beings, rescue prisoners from captivity, or track down and retrieve lost objects of value. Uh, I feel like that's more mercenary. Uh, I mean, bounty hunter sounds cooler, though. Yeah, I guess but mercenary has bad uh, connotations. Um, the TechNet ranges through time, space, and various dimensions in their operations. And the current members are as following. And, uh, yeah, I guess we're going to try our best to describe everyone. Uh, they're weird. But, but yeah, we're going to go, uh, we're going to just go in the order they have here. So, Great Cash, uh, boom. wow, said that opposite. Gate Crasher is invariably accompanied by Yap, uh, whom Gate Cap, who, why do I keep on saying that? Uh, Gate Crasher often dispersion calls uh, Bone Bag. A small sentient lizard-like being who can teleport him uh, himself and other companions across vast distances. He can detect psychic auras of individuals uh, and the electron patterns created by such things as Captain Britain's battlesuit. By these means, Yap can track down specific individuals. Uh, Yap has telepathic powers whose load is undefined, and Yap has intense emotional dependency on great on Gatecatcher, and refers to her as uh, Mother, usually 
to uh, Gate Crasher's annoyance. And as previously known, Gate Crasher is a gigantic blue lady with three fingers. I think so. It's an odd number of fingers. Yeah, it's. I think it's three fingers. But uh, great cat. Why do I keep on doing that? Gate cat, uh, Crasher is the uh, their main thing is that they're just real strong and one of the few peoples who can think. But also the main thing with uh, TechNet as well is they are technically very good at their job. But if you are good enough to bamboozle them with words, they will be tricked. Um, they are more of a comedy thing than anything. They're not, I mean, they are shown as threats, but most of the time they're set up to make Captain America look bad. And that means, sorry, Captain Britain to look bad somehow. And also they're extremely Alan Davis. Yes, which I love. I love, love them so much. Um, but, but yeah. So then we have, um, Body Bag, who is an enormous reptilian biped who secretes substance that contains like a neuron toxin that instantly paralyzes all voluntary muscles of body bags victims and renders the victim's conscious uh, mind blank. Hence, for example, the auto- autonomous uh, functions of one of uh, body bags victims, like the heartbeat will continue. It basically puts you vi- in a coma and also in a bag that are, that are attached to him, and he can hold up to three people at once. Yeah, and it's a little body horror-ish, to be honest. Uh, I never really liked it when he used it too much, because it's just, just a little gross how he does there, it. There's a bit of body horror with a lot of these guys. They're they're very... I like how weird and alien they are. Oh, yeah, Yap. Oh, by the way, Yap looks like a salacious crumb without the beat. Yeah, definitely a salacious crumb type. Yeah, and body bag is... Oh, um, well, it's just like a, looks like a turtle without the shell, but like tall. Nope, I'm saying the wrong one. Am I? No, I'm not. Um, do they have these mislabeled? Let's see. I, I do think they're missing, uh, I, I'm pretty sure that's what, uh, that's body bag. Well, it's, well, okay. Uh, yeah, body bag's I, the I, sort of weird multi-limbed guy. Yeah, okay. It's confusing I was just because they're like, two big reptile guys. Yeah, there are two of them, which is yeah. I was just, but um, uh, but yeah. So it's well, it looks like a reptile with a bunch of limbs, and it's not. I don't like looking at it too much. Um, the cocoon contains a narcotic which keeps body bags victims paralyzed. Body bag can keep three victims, and uh, it can be broken open, and people will start to be able to you know do their thing. When they say narcotic, 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 um, is it addictive? I don't remember. No, that I, thing. I, I don't think so. I think it's just that it, it sort of has that sort of numbing effect. Okay, because I mean, Technic could, you know, start selling opium-like stuff to people if someone could just make it, <laughs> which, uh, you know, I, which is not an uncommon plot line for people with powers that have. Some sort of bodily fluid that makes the, a drug effect. Um, but yeah. So then we have Pharaoh. Oh, oh no. Then we have a China doll who's a, who has a humanoid body uh, above the waist and a serpentine uh, one underneath. 
by touching someone, she can cause her, him, or it to shrink in size. And uh, they forgot to talk about the mane of hair. Hmm? I mean, I guess that's not relevant to her powers. I mean, it's very important. I mean, listen, it's an, they're Alan Davis characters. Everybody who has hair has great hair. Yeah, I mean, they look. it looks great, but also at the same time, a little... Body horror. That's, that's gonna bring it. I'm gonna bring that up a lot. Body horror. Uh, but then we have Elmo, who is a pink-skinned non-humanoid alien with immense eyes and tentacles, who can dampen the energy level of other beings. Uh, that is apparently the same species as Waxworks, who is depicted here, but Elmo is not. Yes. Um. And yeah, they they have they even have like little tentacle mouth and stuff. You should go to the at Alphabet Flight on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, just follow along, because um, we we can't really accurately describe these people. Yeah, they're very Alan Davis creations, which they look good. Don't don't get me wrong, they look good. Hard to describe. It's kind of like one of those you have to look at things. Um, then we have Pharaoh, or... Well, are they just talking about Pharaoh? Well, there's is a Sparsal Fa- Pharaoh 2 here. I think they replaced Pharaoh with a second Pharaoh, who was Pharaoh Squared. Yeah, Pharaoh Squared is what they have here, but uh, it's a four-arm biped with Fur, who is a master swordsman and weird swords and all four of his arms. Um, and they're kind of like a, I want to say a bat looking, like in the face. Yeah, kind of like, yeah. like a bat slash wolf man with... Forearms. Yeah. Uh, then we have Joy Boy, who resembles a grotesquely large head uh, and corpulent human infant. It's I don't like looking at Joy Boy. Uh, Joy Boy can telepathically detect if a person's greatest is, can telepathically detect a person's greatest desire, then uses psionic abilities to transform the person in order to make it come true. Hence, uh, at a time when Shadowcat was unable to achieve her full normal density, but wanted to become solid, Joy Boy made her solid, but absurdly, absurdly fat. So, Joy, if Joy Boy loses consciousness, his transformations are like of others is immediately uh, undone. It's so it, it, if you use it, may surprise you to find out that this character who does weird bodily transformations is a Chris Claremont co-creation. Yeah, it's it's almost like he has like three things he really likes to do. One of those being BDSM, uh, uh, BDSM mind control and bodily transformations. Yeah, I would like to add a conditional fourth there, which would be. <clears throat> People with kinetic powers, specifically, like absorbing and releasing kinetic powers. Well, that's true, but that's probably not a sexual fetish. Uh, um, no. The other three, I think, probably. I don't know. I don't. I feel like I feel like the releasing the energy thing would be no, but I feel like the first half of the kinetic absorption would be. Are you telling me that like thing. Gambit is constantly edging? Might be. Oh. It wouldn't like. Again, I love my boy Gambit, but also, I mean, like, mm, you know, mm, <laughs> he's on a thin edge a lot of the time. Well, this is true. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay, I'd like to bring up this thought to you real quick. Someone was pointing out that um, someone has the opinion that 
uh, Gambit just has a better version of uh, Cyclops' powers. I mean, they're both energy powers, but he can, you know... He can explode, that's a little different. I mean, he can turn stuff on and off, I guess is the big thing. Yeah, no, but that's why they said he has a better version, because technically, like, as long as he has something to touch, like, he can turn anything into, like, concussive, a concussive blast. Like, anything. Um, well, used to. He had a lobotomy to make himself less powerful, uh, which is, again, just king move there. Uh, but, like, he can't do organic stuff anymore. Um, but, like, if you think about it, as long, like, as long as Gambit, like, can see you, like, at all, well, actually, he doesn't need to see you, as long as you're within blast radius, which he can do a lot of kinetic energy, he can charge something up, like, the, uh, the example they gave it is they can, he can charge, uh, pebble up with the, uh, kinetic, um, potential of a missile, and just, just throw it. And that would be enough to destroy things. But someone said, like, he, uh, Gambit just basically has a better version of uh, um, Cyclops' powers. And they're, they, I think they did a pretty good job at um, potentially um, convincing me about it. But, but yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so, also, if you're using Joy Boy for, uh, you know, your operations and stuff, you probably want to keep them on some no-dos and stuff. Uh, so ring toss can emit uh, rings composed of an unknown form of energy from his head that will entrap an opponent, and the rings will cease to exist when ring toss uses con- loses consciousness. Ring toss has a ring shaped head. So he's like the Spider-Man villain, the Ringer, if he was actually if he actually had like a ring for a head. We have Scatterbrained, who is also known as Fascination is a yellow-skinned uh, female humanoid alien who is incapable of speech and subsists on the excess emotional energy of sentient beings. Scatterbrain can render a uh, sentient... Well, can render a victim temporarily helpless by firing all of the victim's neural synapses at once. It, she could also fly and apparently teleport herself, which... Those last two are, I think, at odds at each other. No, they're not. What I always view teleportation and flying as opposites, but they're not. They technically, be burring. Be, but yeah. Um. So we have a uh, thug who is a short, squat, green biped with unusual strength for his size. He's basically just puck, but looks different. Yeah. Although he's kind of cute. And yeah, he, he, he seemingly has no knees. No, no, he doesn't have any uh, need for knees. Um, he has diamonds. I want to say that that's real cute, and um, I want a plushie of Thug. <laughs> um, well, just wait until they turn up in you know Guardians of the Galaxy Five or something. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they show up as a as a thing uh soon in something. I I know they want to do a Captain Britain real bad. They've talked about that, yes. Um, which. I don't know. I can be for it as long as they show Brian Braddock as a uh, buffoon. I'm okay with it. <clears throat> Give him that curse, which makes him uh, more more um, humble, as Romo would put it. Uh, so, in Technet's first recorded exploit, they were hired by Opal uh, Loon Saturnine. Yeah, uh, the other dimensional counterpart to Opa Lunar Saturnine on the alternate Earth. 
uh, to hunt down and bring back Brian Braddock, aka Captain Britain, Captain Britton, who is the the other dimensional counterpart to mainstream he, uh, Captain. He's Britain. one of a couple of Nazi Captain Britons. Yeah, he's a Nazi. Also, it was it was a, a one where. It was the universe where the Nazis won. There are at uh, least has, two Nazi Captain Britons. Yeah, which makes some sense because, uh, yeah, uh, the Nazis took the idea of concentration camps from the British. By well, the way, the, there, there's one that's from later in Excalibur who has like an entire Nazi Excalibur that is profoundly distressing. Yeah, yeah, they have a, a Kitty Pride who's um. Who's Jewish? Yeah, in it's it. uh, it's forced. it's upsetting. Mm. Yeah, it's very upsetting. Uh, Captain Captain uh, Britain Comics does a really good uh, at making you laugh at everyone, but then just dropping everything and being this very serious. Uh, but um, but anyway, but yeah. So ca- uh, Captain Britain uh fled to Captain Britain's Earth fought Captain Britain and switched costumes with him, thereby deceiving the pursuing TechNet, who then mistakenly took Captain Britain prisoner. Then TechNet uh, brought Captain Britain to Saturnine's Earth. There, Captain Britain convinced the TechNet that he was not the man that they've been hired to capture. Uh, and TechNet joined Captain Britain in battling the angry Saturnine troops. Uh, Captain Britain returned to his own Earth, where his sister Betsy killed Captain Britton uh, when he attempted to assault her. Uh, later, Techno would travel on business to Wereworlds, where the natives became werewolves um, under a full moon. Here, Elmo, a member of the Technet, was gravely wounded by werewolves. Consequently, Greycatcher, a gate crasher, either seriously injured or killed a member of the Berserker Pirates who attempted to interest her in becoming her lover. Uh, the Pirates' family forced TechNet to turn over all their accumulated wealth as reparations. Uh, ang- angered by this reversal of their fortune, all the members of TechNet, except for Yarp and Fascination, left the team. Uh, then Great Catch Gate Crasher then... Uh, went to a celebration held by the despot uh, Ka- Kandahar, a person she believed to be the despot herself, hired her to procure a perfectly mathematical model of the universe that was made of rock crystals and uh, was held by the Incas in 14th century Peru on Captain Britain's Earth. Gatecrasher, uh, Yarp, and Fascination journeyed through time to obtain the model, but great but Gatecatcher and uh, Yap was tricked by the persons they believed to be a native high priest by consuming the fruit filled with the eggs of deadly parasites. Hate when that happens. Uh, I know I hate it. That's that's why I, uh That's why I never travel. I'm not um, I th- I was gonna make an Ivermectin joke, but I can't. Because that would be an actual use yes, of Ivermectin. Deadly alien parasites. Well, well, parasite, parasite yes. in general, but but yeah, um, Gate Cat, uh, Crasher and uh, Yap was thus forced to remain under a cooling waterfall to prevent the eggs inside them from hatching and consuming their bodies from within. In actuality, an alien had impersonated both the despot of Kandahar 
and the high priest and hope to force Gate Crasher into his employ through this convoluted plot. The aliens already succeeded in hiring the members of TechNet who had just left the group. Um, if you're if you're catching a um, <clears throat> if you're catching a, a theme here, TechNet gets tricked a lot. Like it doesn't take a lot either most of the time. Like like they're good at what they do when no one is getting in their way. As soon as someone gets in their way, though, they kind of you know they tend to mess it up. And uh, since then, these guys have appeared. They made a bunch more appearances in Excalibur. They turned up in Fantastic Four when Claremont was writing it. And uh, most re- well, I guess I think they've bopped around the X books a little. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I think their most recent thing that they were um, in was a Rocket Raccoon book. That's uh, that's Al Ewing with, um, who's that? Adam Gorham. That's an excellent book. Uh, that yes. Strong, it's a, like six issues. Uh, contains one of the funniest uh, Daredevil gags I've ever seen in a Marvel comic. Yeah, um, it basically Rocket, uh, Rocket is trapped on Earth. No, this is the subsequent one where he's in space and doing a heist. Oh, Oh, that one, that one, I was thinking of the wrong one. Yeah, no, both are really good. They're both really good. Um, so, you should definitely read them. Um, also, because I brought up uh, Rocket, um, you get uh, in the, the Gardens of the Galaxy game that just came out is uh, pretty good. Yeah, so, you know, may- maybe play it. <sighs> Mostly because I want another one. And I'd rather have a uh, EOS Montreal make uh, Marvel games than um, that a single player instead of live services. So, but uh, but yeah, that's it. Um, anything else before we uh, before we go off to plugs? I can't think of anything else other than these are some really impressively weird aliens. I do appreciate. Yeah, they actually. They actually, a lot of them actually look like aliens instead of just like reskin humans, um, which is good. Uh, I like it. So, um, so yeah. Uh, what do you have to plug? All right. Well, I'm on a uh, I'm on a Transformers podcast, uh, Stasis Pod. We're currently just finishing up the second season of Transformers Rescue Bots, episode by episode. So uh, check that out. Okay. Well. My name is Jesse. I have another uh, podcast called Creepy Critters, where I talk about cryptids in somewhat lurid ways. Um, if you want to see the people we're talking about, uh, you can go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok as well at this point, um, in which I'll have the link to everything in the description, as well as a link to our Patreon, where if you want to support uh, me monetarily, which please do. Uh, you can click that link in the description or go to patreon.com slash alphabet flight. And, uh, yeah, this has been alphabet flight and may Conchu protect you through all of your night travels. Good night. Mm-hmm.